The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. As we approach the end of our Alamond campaign, we very much enjoyed having you along for the ride. Join us as our party of heroes discusses what they know so far and what their plans are in Calamte's home of Amarash. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher Radio, all over the place. We're going to quickly go around the table and say hi, starting with... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I play Nessalus, the tiefling warlock, mistress of mi- rituals. Go there ahead. you go. Very nice. Not so bad. That, that was spot on. JJ yeah. here, playing Calamity. Also known as uh, Mitty. <laughs> not Smitty. Not Smitty. She's not call, Smitty. I'm still calling him Smitty. Nice. Uh, Powder and Commerce. Just don't call me Susan. Hey, it's Kurt. I am playing Truk, the monk like druid or the druid with some monk tendencies. He's got I a little was, monk in him. I was down in the hole, but I'm not anymore. Nice. Hi, this is Brittany. I'm playing Elena, the human pal Barfy. And I am Joe. I'm the Game Master for our Dungeon World campaign set in the world of Alamond. As we're getting close to the end of our campaign, one of the things we're doing in this, uh, to, uh, for the beginning of this episode is each character was given an opportunity to level up and grab something new from their character class. And we're going to take a minute and talk about that. We're going to start in reverse order, starting with Brittany. I went really simple. I put a point into my thing. constitution so that I would have one more hit point. Um, and then I took Duelist's Block, which is an update of Duelist's Parry, which previously allowed me to take plus one armor forward after doing a hack and slash. Now I take plus two. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Awesome. Don't forget to use it. Uh, and for those of you listening at home, you know we're a little loose with how we do our level ups. If you're playing Dungeon World, generally you're looking at XP and bonds and all that stuff. We do look at that stuff, but... Um, for podcast purposes, sometimes we just level up when we think it's appropriate for story purposes. And to that end, I added a point to charisma uh, so that it brings my modifier from zero to one. And I did that because I wanted to take um, an advanced move called Evil Eye. Uh, That allows me to, when I enter combat, to roll plus charisma. And depending on how well I roll, I get a certain number of holds that I can spend. I can spend the hold to make eye contact with an NPC who is president. Uh, sorry, who is present. President. <laughs> An NPC who is present, who freezes or flinches and can't act until I break it off. But if I roll a six, you know, a six or less, my enemies immediately identify me as their biggest threat. Nice. Which is not exactly a bad thing as the tank. Uh, if he were the tank, but you are. Calamity. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you grab for your level up? Oh, I snagged uh, Perfect Knight, which allows me to, um, when on quest, take three boons. Oh. Um, and uh, speaking of quests, I'm going to actually to try to uh, take on a quest of Discover the Emperor's Truth. Um, and as far as a stat increase, I actually chose Charisma, which now gives me a plus three. Oh, snap. Oh snap! I, I am. I'm pretty. He is way You're commercial now. Super charismatic, Smitty. Super charismatic, Mitty. 
And Nestleus, I as Nestleus elected to add to my constitution to add another hit point and also picked up mystical puppet strings. Mm. So, so essentially what that means is when I use magic con- to control a person's actions, they have no memory of what I had them do and bear no ill will. So after I dominate, yeah. then I do the puppet strings. So and they don't even remember. So you them. Roofie them. And dominate. Exactly. And dominate. I would like to point out it's that both of form. the girls took constitution for their hit points, and both of the guys took charisma. Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Ah, so well, speaking of the guys, yeah. I'm going to so recap the last pretend. episode. Yeah, Kurt's going to get us from our last episode into the current one. Go ahead. Awesome. This will be a quick recap uh, because we did not roll a single uh, attack roll last time or damage roll, uh, but a lot happened. Truk had to go down into the chasm to try to rescue Calamite. The earth was crashing in around them, but Nessalus... Uh, made a, a cage around us to protect us just long enough for me to get the rope down to him. Uh, she gave you guys the shaft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did. Just a shaft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in exchange for the rope, uh, Truk earned a one million gold piece IOU from Clemente, who scrambled up to the top using his strength. Uh, Truk then very dexterously bounded off the side of the Force cage to the top, and everyone was safe. It was assisted parkour. It was assisted parkour. That's parkour. exactly what it was. Uh, after freeing themselves, the team undertook a perilous journey and moved to the kingdom of Amoresh. After working through the low town slums where the poor and middle class, lower middle class live. Well, you guys are still in low city, by the way. You haven't made it into high city yet. After working through much of low town, <laughs> they ended up in a, uh, hearing a summons from a stranger in an alley. Uh, obviously, a stranger to three of the four, but someone known to Calamite. They followed this voice and learned that uh, the voice was from an old friend, Nassan, who had known Calamite from his youth in Amoresh. Uh, and uh, the party retired to a tavern, uh, the Amber Graves of uh, Amber Grains of Sand, where they Amber dis- Waves of Sand. Amber Waves of Sand, yes. uh, where they discussed the current situation in Amoresh and learned that the emperor has been. Uh, driven mad by some force uh, that evil is in the land. They have seen the physical manifestation of that with almost all the green being gone and the land being drained. And they also heard that Nassan and the people believe that um, three people are the keys Mm -hmm. to um, unlock the lock that will potentially save their emperor. And those three people are Nico Saint. Nico Saint, yeah. the, the Druid. Uh, Druid Druganah and Sensei Rashan from the yeah. Wado Zeshan Monastery. Uh, they were captured for information, but yes. Uh, and just um, as a clarification, the people in general don't know, but the higher-ups do, right? So the Emperor right. knows, the mages who did the research. Um, right. so Nico the, knows somewhere in his lost mind. And equally So important. those people were cap- captured for information, but then, correct me if I'm wrong, they think that... There are three paragons who are the yeah. keys, and that those paragons are Calamite, yeah. Elena, yeah. And, and Sensei. sensei. Yes. And Sensei. So those Rashan. three must be used to open the, the, the seal, as it were. That's what they think. Yeah. And we're picking up in Mountain's Majesty, which is the, uh, the inn attached to the Amber Waves of Sand uh, Tavern. Uh, the, so the next morning, you guys wake up, maybe um, could be a time to grab some breakfast and talk over what you might want to do for the day. Um, I'm making uh, breakfast burritos. 
you're just going to walk into the kitchen? Yep. You know, you, who do you know here? Um, because it is your old favorite tavern. It is. And yeah. um, Naomi, okay. um, she's the, the cook here. And uh, I walk in, I give her a hug, and I take my old place on the line. Okay, and and she's one of these women that you can't quite fit your hands around. Exactly, as big as she's, you very are. she's very portly. And and it's it's she's like a barrel though. She's not necessarily fat. She's just really big. It's a whole she's lot a of women. It is. It's a whole lot of Naomi. And uh, yeah, I, I used to be a short order cook here when I oh. you know needed a place to stay. So. Um, yeah, you know, I'd take my place on the line, and I just yeah. start making some burritos for everybody. Smitty. And there's that there's that old um, wooden spatula that you used to use that she hung up on the wall when you left, and it's still up there with a slight coating of dust on it, waiting for you to return Aww. to your station. Do not clean the dust off. Wash it first, please. <laughs> Do not clean the dust off. Wash it. So calamity goes into the, the kitchen, kitchen to help cook, and. <laughs> I'm going to say that Nestleus and Truk sit down at a table, and Elena's up just a few minutes later, and um, it, it may take a minute or, or so, or a few moments at least, to, to register for you as this commoner sits down at your table. Well, I was going to sit at a different table as to not draw suspicion to myself. Well, then you don't even recognize her to start. I don't even How recognize about that? her. I'll buy that. Don't even see her. What the don't. hell happened? Do these people? So have, you guys um, may be wondering where Elena is. Where happened to Elena? Blue cheese bread. Of course they do. Yes. Yeah. What? Pine nut cheese. Pine, pine nut, nut bread with cheese? Uh, blue cheese. Yeah. Sure. Of course. That's what we had at the other place. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when you remember something, you remember it. Um, Calamity, you finish up the uh, meal for your. I don't want your burrito. I want. It is possibly the most fragrant burrito you have ever seen. easy. They're, they're actually inside of the burrito. It's a special that he makes, which has two eggs over easy. And well, bacon. yeah, and if you hold it too tightly, it explodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you get it near your mouth, you anyway. And you bite into um, it. Yeah. It just no. leaks all over the place. Down your chin and everything. Oh, God. So over breakfast, uh, maybe Elena is sitting at a nearby table so she can hear the conversation as Calamity, Truk, and Nestleus. So we don't know she's there at all. Like, I have no sense of her I mean, at all. I mean, you, you, it, it shouldn't take long I've, to figure out I, that she did do come I know? downstairs and is do sitting I somewhere else. Sometimes, since I can pierce lies. It's not a lie. It's obfuscation in plain sight, as you said. I know. Uh-huh. I mean, you saw the ritual, you should see what I look like now, so... She is not sitting there saying, I'm not Elena, I'm not Elena, because that would be a lie. Well, (laughs) when is she saying it in her head, and she overhears it? (laughs) There you go. Uh, um, But in reality, you guys would realize that she probably casts enough glances over at the table. At some point, you exchange a little, uh, you know, nod or a wave of a hand. Oh, she's definitely doing the tee-hee-hee-hee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even see me. She has the same voice. Teehee, I'm short now. (laughs) Um, All right, so you you gather together for your breakfast, and um, if uh, Kurt, if you want to go over a little bit of what we talked about offline to try and make sure the party is clear as to what we know at this point. Right. So yesterday when we were talking with Nassan, he talked about. Oh, let me interrupt for a moment. This might be a good opportunity for either Elena to walk by or Nestleus to walk by Elena and tap for the uh, telepathic bomb so you guys can all still have a conversation. Yeah. That's what I was thinking because I want to be like, 
Alright, why don't you go tap that? In suspense. Come on, me to go tap that? <laughs> that way you guys can uh, still have a party conversation without worrying about logistics. So, yeah. is, yeah. Are, uh, just don't double tap. You're gonna tap. initiate? You can't double tap on a... Yeah. Well, unless it's zombies. <laughs> so who's gonna... You hang up first. No, you hang up first. You wanna do it first? You want to walk by and be like, All right, hey. so it's done. Now, it's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were taking too long. A minute yeah. 30 of the podcast deciding who tapped who. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I tapped that. <laughs> and then I'd untap and tap it again. Um, <laughs> you have to. You're up to tap that so hard. It does not untap on its controller's next untap phase. Yeah. All right. So yesterday when we were talking with Hassan, he implied that the emperor and those in power think that Three people who are examples of a particular virtue are the keys that they can use to unlock the vault that will essentially yeah. uh, that holds the secret that they right. seek. And you, you have having the scroll, right. you know that there was a seal placed there, so you could talk about it as a right. seal so, as well, right? Exactly. So based on the scroll that we got from the uh, mages back at the Arcus Arcanum, yep. um, I think that their understanding of the situation is flawed. Um, they don't know what we know about the swords um, and that the swords themselves are actually the three parts that together make the key that will um, be able to use, uh, be used to open the tomb where the soul of darkness was sealed away um, in a tomb under Amarash. Um, you guys probably remember the soul of darkness is um, Dantalion's source of power. And that is what drove Nico insane and is probably what's driving the emperor insane now. So the, I'm still shot in shock the fact that Sensei uh, Rashan is alive. But when Sensei Rashan... I love how he does yeah. the little karate motion he when does. he says his I'm name. Doing, I'm doing shoot the uke. This is a knife hand block here while I talk. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, obviously he was taking... Did you say from you're the, doing shoot the wookie? <laughs> no, I would never shoot a wookie. <laughs> Don't make the wookie mad. Um, uh, he must have been taken from the monastery and likely had his sword with him. So... Given that we have two of the three swords mentioned in the prophecy, if if the emperor has the third, then we're potentially close to being able to either open or seal the tomb, as we de- as we de- you know decide we need to. Should what do you think we should do? We should probably wait. Like my initial thought is go <laughs> do in, something now. do something now, go in guns blazing, just light yeah. them up on fire. Fireball the shack. Hashtag chaotic neutral. <laughs> well, uh, but I won't. Hassan thought that we should wait for some reason to see what happens at this assembly. Well, today. yeah, he uh, there Hassan is a... did not know what the demonstration was today because it's been kept secret. But thought that since it's something the emperor said is going to bring new light to the kingdom, new, a new age of uh, you know of Emirash, um he felt that it's probably a smart idea for you guys to observe inconspicuously. I'm supposed to tell Truk he smells funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> From Elena. <laughs> nice. As long as it's just Truk and not Kurt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, Calamity, what, what, is, uh, what is your impression of what's going on? <laughs> it's Kurt, not you. so fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really uh, drawn to um, d- doing what Nason says and... You know, waiting for the moment in the bazaar. Um, I think we should go to the east gate and uh, meet our conspirators. Okay. And um, 
go to the high city through through the east gate. Okay. okay. Now, when Calamity left um, Amirash four years ago to go adventuring and gather wealth for the Empire, uh, was he? He was a relative nobody, or who was he? He was a relative nobody, um, but he didn't think that. Okay. Like you know, he would fist bump people on the streets and. All right. He was that guy. So he, he thought he was cooler than he was. Yeah. He was cool, but only in his own circle. Yeah. That type of thing. Okay. So not much has changed then, huh? Yeah. Pretty oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are his circle now, so you all think he's cool. He's a legend in his own mind. Yeah. Legend. Um, wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so you guys gather up after eating your delicious breakfast of whatever it happened to be at the time, whether it be the pine nut bread or a burrito or just a couple of eggs over easy. Two eggs over easy with bacon, please. There you go. Um, finish up your breakfast. What would Truk eat for breakfast? Would he eat a burrito? He would. He wouldn't yeah. have back in the day, but now yeah. the uh, influence of his friends has rubbed off on him, and he realizes what a good, what a good uh, cook Mitty is, so he... He'll try anything. <laughs> he's, become, he's become more open-minded. He'll yeah. try anything twice. He'll put nice. the burrito in his mouth. Wants to try it second time to make sure he didn't like it the first time. <laughs> um, all right. So when you guys get together, you head off towards the East Gate. Um, what kind of neighborhoods do you have to walk through in the couple of mile trek? Towards oh, there. The I mean, Gate? They're, they're the you know Oriental town. Okay. And <laughs> it's racist. Yeah, you know. so it's a Chinatown. Well, actually, in no. To be fair, you're going around the east side, so you're in the far east. <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. Can I just say, before, you know, before we set out. Yeah. Um, Truk would have grabbed his staff like he okay. does every morning. <laughs> yeah, his he actual polished, staff. He Jesus, you guys are a bunch of perverts. I honestly, in my I life, didn't even join in the burrito joke. I am the biggest pervert in my life, and I'm like the least perverted person at this table. Nice. It's crazy. Um, uh, I would actually grab my staff like I would every morning when I leave, I know. and instinctively I check morning. my connection with the earth to see if I can. Uh, like I would have back in the day, communicate with okay. Frederica, and you know I've been getting nothing for okay. the entire time of this journey. But that's I wake up in the morning, I grab it, I check, I got nothing. So now yeah. today, when you grab Frederica, he's um, got what? You do get yes, you do have wood in your hand. Yes, and I love it when I have wood. Um, this is something I did send to Kurt separately. So it's however you want Troop to react to your connection to Frederica. I'm curious, today how often do you wax it to keep it supple? <laughs> it's part of the daily ritual. I, I don't whack it with anything other than the motion of my hand up and down the shaft, okay. which wears it over time. Wears it over time and leaves okay. it nice and smooth. God, I hope <laughs> no children listen to this podcast ever. A- aside from us. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> I can't believe I'm the most mature person at this table, except for maybe Joe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. maybe Joe. <laughs> maybe. Oh that depends God. on the day. Yeah. Uh, so th- this morning, I, I actually, when I, t- I kind of touched my hand, I... Just like I, I mean, this is not a big deal. It's not like a big ritual. I just take my staff, I tap it on the ground. It's almost out of habit. And this day, unlike what I've felt for the last weeks, I actually get feedback from the staff. And essentially, it's I can I can tell that Frederica is speaking to me, communing with me through the staff, and she is saying, "Free him. He cannot be allowed to die. Free him. He cannot be allowed to die. There is none prepared to take his place." Nature suffers much now and will surely fade if he passes. Wow. So you probably have an idea. So that, that's when you tap the staff on the floor. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like, 
Frederica's telling me, man, you got to go save the Red Wizard. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. So she obviously wants me to find and save Druganaw. Yeah. The Wild Walker. Remember, in, um, in wind and since, uh, although it's springtime, things are turning brown, not green. Mm-hmm. So there are bad things happening in nature at this time. Right. right. And it's not just, I mean, it's all over the, the land because we yes. heard about that from the, the mages in their scroll. And we've yep. seen that here in Amarash. Yes. So. Yeah, so that I was nice. On the one hand, I'm excited that I have that link back, or at least did for yeah. a moment. Uh, but it also stresses the importance that we can't just be sitting around. Mm. Let's get so, things done. So heading towards the east gate, you pass through um, far east town. Yeah. Um, there's, there's also uh, for those of you who care, uh, this, there's evidence that uh, this area was populated by a local population before um, Louder. this empire, you know, supplanted <laughs> it. And um, so the the original population of this area have been uh, forced out and okay. into the lower city. Okay. So as you get so to the as you get to the east gate, um, there are uh, the guards at the east gate uh, seem to to know to look for calamity. And when they see him, um, they, they do that quick sideways glance to make sure that nobody else is watching. Uh, and both of them kind of do a half bow towards Calamity and, and say, um, Air, you are welcome to enter. Do it quickly. Huh? And they usher yeah, you and through. Then, yeah, go through. Air? What's this air they're talking about? I don't know. They yeah, um, they you, immediately return to their nonchalant, well, not nonchalant, very rigorous. <laughs> they were kind of nonchalant in letting you get through. Very they were vigilant. very rigorous in now watching for others uh, to make sure only the right people get through. But you guys are ushered in, and you're allowed to go inside uh, into the bazaar. Now, this area is just, it's like uh, standing room only. It's wall-to-wall people. And the, the whole... Um, Area probably holds, I'd say, maybe 10, 15,000 people. There's a lot of people standing here. Uh, there are numerous guards. What type of pole armor, what, what does it look like, the, the guards, um, the, the high guard, what do they look like? Um, I believe it's called a kopesh. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a, lo- like- a, a, lo- a long um, blade, and at the tip there's... Um, a mix of a half moon axe, a spear tip, and a spike on the backside. Nice. And almost all, it's kind of like, think of the, the royal guard everywhere. They're carrying something that looks ceremonial, but you still wouldn't want to be stabbed with it. Yeah. It's that type of weapon. And they're dressed in the... Uh, like the Vatican people. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They're dressed in that type of thing, too. It's almost ceremonial garb draped over armor. And... Um, the, the entire area is abuzz with excitement. It's like everybody is really excited to hear what the emperor has for news, for this great new age for Amarash. And you see um, ahead of you, it's a couple of hundred yards off, um, think people are surrounding like a center stage. And in the center stage, you see what is clearly very similar to Nestle's spell, Cage. Inside of these bubbles hovering just over the ground, you can see Sensei Rayshan look like he's beaten to an inch of his life. He's Aww, like collapsed no. on the ground in, or on the floor of this bubble. 
um, you see Nico just kind of staring around like all the voices in his head are, are all these people around him right now. And it's like he's almost at home. That all these noises that, um, that he hears in his head are outside as well for the first time and forever for him. Uh, and uh, aside from that is uh, Nissan and several others of the council kind of sitting on stone altars facing out. So it's like a circle facing out. And it, it looks like we're just waiting for the emperor to show up in the middle. Um, yeah, speak to them telepathically. I want to I wanna make sure we all stay on the, as far away from the center stage as possible. I want to reach out to the sensei and tell him. It's a cage. Nothing gets in or Nothing out. Nothing gets in or out. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's clearly him. I mean, Truk knows, without a doubt. Um, a- as you also maybe fan out a little and look around, you see around the other side of the circle, there's another bubble hanging in the air, and Drugana indeed is in there. He looks like he's sitting and meditating, but has no connection to the earth. You can sense a feeling of loss from him. Oh, no. All right, so what's the plan? What are we blowing up? <laughs> and this is this is where that, nice. that that feeling of go against your nature you feel. Fine. <laughs> so not blowing something up. Interesting. I like it. All right. I won't blow it up yet. <laughs> I won't save anyone. She's like starting to get twitchy. <laughs> twitch, twitch, twitch. Put your hand over her mouth, quick. Um, so I'm curious I can't now. Do you look like a tiefling now? No, she would have disguised herself to look like one of the. Local Amorite. No, we didn't go with that plan. We just masked you. Okay. So my I'm plan was to go both ways there. Interesting. Okay. So you want to be masked? So that there is still an Elena. Well, maybe later. I okay. forgot to mention that in the recap. Fact yeah. that Elena doesn't look like Elena. And, and we can talk about it a little now. As that happens, um, you guys are in there. Elena pretty much has the freedom to just walk around as she yeah. will and not be, um, not have attention drawn to her. I mean, it's, it's one of these things that the other three characters, you, you may turn away from Elena for a moment. And when you look back, she's just, she must have gone in the crowd somewhere. But no, actually, she's standing right there. She's just completely camouflaged amongst the natives, as it were. Like a gray man. Hey. There, want the phone. Um, yeah, so is there anything you're you're going to do before the Emperor appears and starts his... No, I kind of want to wait for yeah. some uh, outside stimuli. I really want to blow something up, uh, but I won't. <laughs> in addition to... I'm sorry. Go, in addition ahead, to, um, like, the spell making her look completely blended in and everything, yeah. her outfit has changed to look like everyone around her yep. to sort of fit in. And it's also kind of masking the fact that she does have her sword on her. Okay. So Elena has gone from Elena to blasé. Yes. <laughs> you have perhaps, I mean, maybe it's standard fare in the area for people to wear some kind of messenger bag or fanny pack or something, and your sword looks like that. Joe, I know, uh, I know that nature is being strained, but can I try to do communion of whispers? Yes. When I spend time in a place. You I may can... always try. The die roll right. uh, represents how it worked. Mm. So this is that when I spend time in a place, I can make note of its resident spirits, call on the spirits of the land, and hopefully be granted a vision of significance. And this is a druid move, and you have established a connection with Frederica this morning, so it, it makes sense that you could tap your staff on the ground again onto the... It, it's the whole area. This is an, an interesting part of the bizarre area. It is clearly sand you are walking on, but it is hard. 
So if you reach down to pick it up, you can grab a handful of like beach sand, but it, once you let it down, it goes back into a hard surface. Right. Mm. It's self-cleaning too, which is great uh, for a bazaar. Uh, I rolled nine <laughs> plus three, so 12. Okay. On a 10 plus, the vision will be clear and helpful to me. And this is a vision of significance to me, my allies, and the spirits around me. The connection you have reaches down into the ground, and you see a vision in your head of a labyrinth of tunnels underneath the city. And right, um, right before the vision clears, you see right in the middle, right in the middle of the bazaar itself and in the middle of your vision is a stone platform that is raising up with what looks like an ancient man on it. And just as your vision clears, everyone sees the emperor um, arise out of the middle of this circle that the council is sitting in facing outwards. He arises up through the middle of that circle. And this is his place of power in ceremonial events. Nice and trick. It's pretty neat. Calamity sees a man who looks like he has aged 200 years in the last five Oh, wow. Um, this guy, when you left, he was a man of about 55 or so, and all of his wrinkles were just day-to-day wrinkles. Now every wrinkle seems to have a shadow in it. There's something dark about the man, and he looks like he could be three or 400 years old. He is a, a, an ancient shell of what he was, and every feature about mm-hmm. him appears warped and distorted. His hands are like claws. His nose is like a hook. And even his clothing appears sharp, even though it's all draped in some way or another, some fine silk with, you know, gold filigree and what have you. But it all seems sharp and jagged. He rises up in the center and he puts his arms up in kind of the the victory, the V victory. And he's turning around and... Looks like the old king in Lord of the Rings. It wasn't the king. It was the steward. The steward. That guy. God. But, I think Amber Palpatine. Yeah, even darker. Um, but yeah, that kind of idea that this guy is, he just looks messed up. Messed up as in, he was kind of an okay guy, and now he is really gone. Um, he looks around, and his voice echoes in a very unnatural way all around. And um, he, he starts to address the crowd. And I'm just going to give you a summary rather than trying to go through a whole long speech, because he's going to talk for like an hour Okay, this guy is just long-winded. Yes, and he is very full of himself. And the entire time he's talking about um, how uh, all of the subjects of the empire are be are ready to witness a grand new day, where a new power will take over uh, and help the empire achieve greater glory than it ever could before. And uh, he is very. Um, uh, it's very commanding. Almost every word. Think of, and I hate to use a reference, but think of all the old movies you see where as creepy as Hitler is, everyone's behind him in every one of his speeches. This is the kind of thing. The crowd is in a fervor. He's, he's beating the right, uh, the right notes in his tenor, and everything is working perfectly. As creepy as it is to you guys not having lived here for a while, or ever. Um, he's got a plus three to charisma. Oh, he's got a plus like, at least. five to yeah. charisma. And he's got some spell going that, that helps him out, right? So everybody is just, they're, they're cheering along with him. He pauses for the right dramatic moments, and, and everybody's ready and hanging on his words. Um, about three quarters of the way through his speech, uh, uh, Calamity, you notice that Nassan has started, uh, he has been surveying the area, and his eyes focus on you. He knows where you are now. Okay. And towards the end of the speech, um, the emperor's uh, talking about how 
with this new power, um, uh, his reign could last forever, and he never needs to be supplanted. And he's starting to plant these seeds with the people that he is their emperor forever. And in a, in a, in a weird, twisted moment, Nassan leaps out of his stone chair, and he points towards your direction, and he says, that is the rightful heir of the empire, and his name is, and right before he says the name, the emperor reaches out, and touches Nissan, who just falls lifeless to the ground. Oh, fantastic. Nice. And he says, with no more interruptions, we will, uh, we will proceed on this glorious new day. And the emperor looks over in you guys' direction. I and think he that sees, was our clue. He sees Calamity, and he points to him, and he says, seize him and his companions. They will serve to give our empire new life. Can I blow it up now? How do you guys react to this? this <laughs> you, you are probably in the middle of an unwinnable situation, but how would you handle that? Yeah, this is, this is definitely a uh, retreat and regroup sort of situation. I There's think. only about 15,000 people. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. We the labyrinth that I saw in my vision, was, do I think that the entrance to that is the platform that the emperor came up on? Well, that's definitely one entrance, but there's no way you have that many caves without other entrances. Right. Now, I guess to make it a little clearer for your vision, because you had a good vision, mm-hmm. but the point, the point of it was to say that the next piece of this will be happening in mm-hmm. that area. The underground, you guys knew about the tomb where the things are sealed. You now have a vision of where that is. Not necessarily how to get there, but... Yeah, I mean, is that a place that we could try to escape to? Anywhere. Uh, Calamity uh, grew up here. He probably knows some place that you guys could escape to. Yeah, I think there's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, in the... Uh, so he, the takes, he takes the lead here, grabs onto you guys and says... Let's go. Yeah. Vamanos. Vamanos. Arriba. Arriba. <laughs> While we're moving, can I be looking for anything that I there's think... There's a little dust cloud behind him. Poof. Anything yeah. that might be an entrance. You let your friends in You are discerning realities. Let's do that, Kurt. All right. So that's a wisdom roll. And of course, it it's is. a basic move. And As he's looking around, can I throw a fireball behind Would we be considered in me? combat? Do I get my plus one to... You are not in combat at this point. Nobody's fighting anyone else. Go ahead. I can't throw a fireball. What is the modifier on this? <laughs> uh, intelligence? Wisdom. Wis- oh, uh, discern reality. Do you have a basic move sheet handy? Uh, if no. not, there should still be some right Oh, yeah, there. I have one right here. All right, Kurt has one. So you're doing the discern realities. Yep. All right. So you so are, at this point, as Calamity is rounding you up, you are taking a, a moment to closely study your surroundings. So. I rolled a five plus three wisdom is eight. On a okay. seven to nine, I ask one question from yep. the list below. Now, what you're looking for, essentially, you said you're looking for a way to get underground. Right, which I think would be what should I be on the lookout for. Okay. Or no, or what here what is here useful, useful and valuable to me is probably yeah. better. Um, so what, what I'm going to combine the two in, in that uh, Truk mentions, you can mention that he met, quickly mentions the vision he just had. And in that vision, there was an entrance over to the whatever direction. And Calamity, that's where you were headed already. Okay. So it's confirmation that you're going in the right direction. Good, good, good. Um, and where is this? Is it under an establishment? Is it at the end of an alley? What what kind of thing did you experiment with as a child that led you to find this place? So there was a legend that uh, uh, there, there was a random staircase that yeah. was in an alley, and uh, everyone always the legend was yeah the legend of the random staircase. Well, no, it, in the it, alley. It, 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 <laughs> went, it, it went to hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, you the, the legend descended to hell. Yeah. Like, it, 
And it's a, it's a long, long stairway going down into yeah. basically nothing to a door. And I was the only one brave enough to actually go the whole way to the door. Okay. Um, at least amongst the neighborhood kids. It's a, it's the kind of thing that the, the certain parents would threaten their children with sending them to the staircase. Exactly. Right. Um, okay. So I, I, I went to the door, and there was always this weird symbol on it. And there was no knob or any way to open it that mm-hmm. I could always that I could discern. When you arrive there, you realize that puzzle is actually remarkably similar to the puzzles you found in the underground mansion of Nico Saint. Perhaps it was him who originally closed these doors. Oh, recollection is coming back to us. Crazy? Totally. So the door you face has symbols that, oddly enough, seem like things you've done before. One symbol looks just like the, um, the symbol that created the first tweet. There's a symbol like that. There's a symbol similar to the shape of Calamity's sword. There's a, a, a symbol that looks like some of the tapestries at the monastery. And there's a symbol of uh, the Temple of Light from the Order. It's like this door was made in preparation for you guys to arrive. How convenient. <laughs> and as the four of you reach where the door is, it opens. Nice. And the smell of ancient comes through. Exactly how does that smell? Really, really old. It depends. Dank, like dirty underwear. (laughs) What? Like like your dirty underwear or my dirty underwear? Your dirty underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Like your dirty underwear. Um, Can we close the the hallway behind us? As soon as you walk through the door, it closes behind you. But the the walkway down here? What about it? The stairway down here? The stairway leads down to the door, as uh, JJ described it. Do you want to like avalanche us in? The door... After you pass through the door, the door closes behind you. So someone would just end up at the door, not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. I like like Calamity knows, nobody ever goes through the door, and he was only, the, the, as far as he knows, the only one ever, ever brave enough to actually approach it. Yeah, the well, emperor's people kids. might come in. Yeah. Yeah, the emperor's people might come in. I doubt they can get through this door. This door is magical. Store's magical. It was very thick, too. It's one of those doors that when it opened, it looked like it was too thick to actually fit where it was. And then when it closes, it kind of like fits back into its natural position. Well, that went well. And you do hear the commotion of people on the other side of the door. You, um, were, you were clearly followed. Yeah. That went Is it well. Light? Can we see the hallway forward? Um. Yes, it, it is light like a single candle just out of range that you can't see where the light's coming from. And it, there's a slight flicker in the air, not necessarily, it's not the lights on the wall that flicker, but it's almost like the heat vision coming off of asphalt, that kind of flickering in the air, that's where the light's coming from. So what was the plan again? Um, to escape the situation. Now it's time to make the plan. Well, what about your yeah. friend, Nan? Nassan? Nassan. Thank Nan. you. That guy, um, I could, I would definitely go for some bread right now. <laughs> <laughs> some, what happened to Hassan? No, I, I mean <laughs> Nessa, N A S A N. Horrible with names. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it again. Knows. I wish what you would stop calling me Tent. <laughs> what happened? What happened to the uh, to the Assad? What happened yeah, to Hassan? I he was struck down but i don't know why he called me out like that right then and there yeah like, what was up with that i thought he was i know he said you were the sea of the empire or the earth of the empire or something, something about an air <laughs> oh the air <laughs> the, of the true empire. air yeah. 
It's like the canned air from well, Druidia. It is the canned air. I mean, Calamity, he mentioned yesterday, he mentioned your bloodline. I mean, obviously, you, you have to be descended from someone important here in Amarash. Oh, that's exactly what he needs. Yeah. More importance. Well, you know. <laughs> polish, polish. <laughs> it would be nice if it actually had a basis in reality. <laughs> I wonder if he's thinking something like, this has got to be worth something, right? Yeah, um... No, I mean, I, I don't know why he risked his life. That was stupid. Could be. Maybe he loved you. It seemed worse. He definitely did. Yeah. As a friend, as a brother, as an ally. But, I mean, to give his life so futilely. I don't understand it. Maybe, maybe he was actually, maybe it was a warning. Maybe it was all a warning of some sort. I don't know. He must not think it's futile if he was, went to so much trouble to tell you. Huh. Well, with your connection to the Earth, do you think you can guide us down to what that room you had a vision of? Well, you guys sort this out. I need to go consult, consult with my diary. A lot's been happening today. Okay. And Now's the time to do that, really? She can't walk and read at the same time. I can't walk and talk, and you guys are trying to figure out what we're going to do next. I can't walk and talk. That sounded bad. <laughs> hey, I can't walk and write. Can I... Uh, Put yeah. my hands on the... You are surrounded yeah. by earth. Right. So I get nothing more from just tapping my staff on the earth. So I'm going to get down, so. sit, put my hands on the earth and see what I can okay. See what I can feel. Would this be... Uh, uh, still the same move, right? You're still it? looking for a communion of whispers, right? Yeah, I guess so. The buffalo so. are that way. Yep. What's that? The buffalo are that way. Yeah. <laughs> I hear seven men on horses. Uh, I rolled six plus three for nine. I missed okay. uh, the best by one. So on seven and nine, the vision is unclear and its meaning murky. Okay. Um, Although, so hang on. Hang on. I got a plus one forward maybe from my last one because I take a plus one forward when I act on my last then vision. That is exactly correct because you are acting on that last vision. So hey, that would be a 10 in which case the, the vision will be Sweet. clear and helpful to me. Kurt remembered the rule. Holy crap. <laughs> Very well done. Even better, one that applied to himself in the right that, time. Have I moved up to advanced beginner gamer? Almost. From almost. Total Noob? Yeah. You're, you're an advanced amateur beginner. All right. Um, all right, so at that point then, the, the vision starts murky, and then you remember that you had this full, you, got, you had a blueprint in your head just minutes ago, and you realize that the spot you're in is now that upper white right quadrant of the blueprint. You can start to put the pieces together. And um, from what you can tell, as long as you can commit this to memory, you're going to be able to navigate to that spot. There are several other tunnels that lead here. One of them looks like it goes off in the distance, and another one looks like uh, you can see the one that comes right up under the center of the bazaar. Then it looks like there's maybe five or six others that come up in different parts of the empire. Um, But all of them lead towards, if this were a, um, uh, a circulatory system, everything leads towards the heart, and that's the spot that you think is probably your next stop. Okay, so before I lose the vision, I try as hard as I can to implant that in my memory. Yeah. So for the most unlike part, Diary Girl, I don't have anything to write on. Can so I make a telepathic link with him? You can once you check with your book. Um, but <laughs> what I, the reason book. I wanted to word it that way is that's your plus one the next time you want to figure out where you are. So you're going to be using that forward when mm-hmm. you act on the information. So implanting that into your brain is going to help you do that, right? Okay. Um, and from there, Nestle just wanted to check. With her diary. So while he's communing with the earth. Yeah. 
that's Liz is going to go off in a corner and pull out her, her book and just be like, Dear Diary, I know, I don't know why I continue to write in this book, given that you it's haven't responded yeah. in weeks. I guess old habits die hard. Um, we're here we are in the middle of another, yet another mess that Calamte's gotten us into, and I don't know what to do. I, they won't let me fireball anything. I've got this weird sense that I'm supposed to go against my nature, otherwise Alyssa's going to be in danger, and I honestly don't know what to do next. Alyssa? Who's Alyssa? <laughs> Elena. <laughs> in my book, she's Alyssa. <laughs> Still. So you have that And e- Nan mm-hmm. just died right in front of email. us. <laughs> you have that email I sent you. I do. You get, in, and this is, um, if, if writing could be heard from far away... That's what this writing is like. It's, it's like faint. It's like very a faint, faint voice down the hallway type of thing. I have to struggle Something to read that it. reaches out. It's like where the writing before seemed like it was happening right on the page. This is writing that's like ghost writing from a distance. It says... It looks like it's coming from the page behind it. Hey, I like there that. There Yeah. So it, um, my diary writes, I apologize for my absence, child. The gods are forbidden to interfere in this conflict. You may call upon me again once there is a clear victory. I may once again offer guidance and assistance at that time. And then Joe. it fades away. <laughs> and, it fades and then away. says Joe, yes. <laughs> well, that was useful. She slams her book shut. <laughs> Son of a book. Son of a biscuit maker. Now what? Yeah, now so what? So that's what you have against non. Okay. Um, so what, what's your next step? You guys going to follow towards the heart, as it were? Yes. The yeah. heart seems like, I mean, we had a heart of darkness in the prophecy. Yeah. Now we have a heart of the catacombs. There you go. My favorite thing about what's happening right now is Elaine is just kind of standing back, non-conspicuously. Con- non- like yes. Every time someone turns around, they're like, oh, sh- oh, never mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> is that, oh, yeah, who, who let her? Oh, okay. Uh, how how the she? Fu- oh. <laughs> Um, on your way to the heart is a perilous journey, but we're not going to treat it like the regular perilous journey. So this is a short journey. This is just traveling through a little dangerous spot. Ooh, random encounters. Where it's going to kind of be like that. Really what I like want glory holes? is I'm going to put this as somebody's going to be the scout. And it's probably makes sense for it to be true since he's the one with the blueprint in his head. And I'm just going to do the scout roll to see if you guys, if you're able to spot the problem before the problem finds you. And here we go. This is oh, kind of like the story. On the ground. Dern, dern. Oh, and it was a six on the ground. Oh, um, roll it again. This is kind of like the story of life. Can you spot the problem before the problem spots you? Exactly. What you got? Uh, what's the modifier? Wisdom. Seven plus three is ten. Okay. Truk notices um, as you're leading the party into into these catacombs, and clearly, if you guys weren't following Truk, you'd have been lost the two moments after you passed the first passageway. Every step, and think back again to the circulatory system. There are so many things crossing here and there. This is a full three-dimensional. You're walking up and down, and there's passages to the left and right. There are even patches, passages above you with like. Um, uh, hand and footholds where you would climb through, but Truk is leading you uh, apparently in an unfaltering way. Farther ahead, you see, before they notice you, um, some of these spiked demons that appear to be wandering the halls. 
Guards. Possibly. Fireball so, it. <laughs> Truk does some perfectly audio podcast friendly motions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hand signaling to right, my so people. He's, he's masturbating spike his demons. hands. <laughs> spike demons. He, he wants to spike cosplay as a or cat. bunny rabbits. You guys decide. <laughs> so with your, with your ten, not only do I allow you to spot them before they spot you, but you're able to tell your party about them without you being discovered. Right. So Just to make it easier. Right, right, right. Yeah. Can I blow them up? We don't know how many more there are ahead. <laughs> I, th- I think it behooves us, though, to... I'll barbecue them, too. Yeah, you take them out while we you still hear, can. You hear them mumbling things to each other, but you're not quite close enough to hear what they're saying. Can I telepathically link with them and figure out what they're saying? You have to touch them to do that. I, I think we had established... No, that tele- was dominate. Telepathy? Telepathy. Telepathy, telepathy does require I we touch. we said it was a touch. God damn but it. dominate is not. No, we did one the other way around. The other one earlier. Well, to what get does it. the telepathy say? Basically, I have it's a telepathic link. Here. There it is. Form a telepathic bond with a single person you touch. Damn it! So, short answer: No, not where you are right also, now. Also, but it's to be a single person. You're currently in with my you. brain. Yeah. Oh snap! Oh snap! Still gonna so blow them up. Do you want to go figure out what they're doing, Truk? Elena is non-observable, so... Well, she's not... Um, she's camouflaged amongst Amorashians, but she is not amongst them right now. She actually stands out. Yeah. She's the non-adventurer of I the group. I can make her invisible. My instinct is there just... There you go. You can make somebody invisible. I can make somebody invisible. You want to make me invisible and I can sneaky sneak up to see what they're talking about? Sure. I'm just hesitant to crispy them until I know if there's 50 more, you know, 50 yards ahead. That's a good point. Okay, so Would with my invisibility. Well, what's the difference between 48 and 50? Two. <laughs> wow, he's observing. I mapped. I'd rather. Uh, yeah, so can you make me sneaky, sneaky? Touch an ally. Nobody can see them. They're yeah. invisible. The spell persists until the target attacks you, attacks, or you dismiss the effect. Go ahead and cast that spell, Nephilus. Cast in the spell. <laughs> she sang it again. Not the spell name this time. Ten though. plus awesome. Oh heck yeah! So true. Uh, you vanish from your own yeah, sight. Two, three. It's one less awesome um, than usual. And it's still at twelve. The spike demons don't really care about anyone sneaking but up I on remember. them. Apparently, you don't even need to sneak. They're making That's enough the noise on their part. own. The spikes on their body drag the ground as they walk, brushing the against the hallways. Um, so they're making plenty of noise, which is one reason you're able to spot them before they saw you. Um, you get close enough, and there are a lot of them conversations going on, but you clearly see the biggest one um, talking about uh, how, uh, you know, and whatever a spike demon voice sounds like, I'm sure it's something scruffy of, um, the master says they must have escaped into the dungeons. They're down here. We can find them. How many of them do I see? In this group, there's probably, I don't know, 10 or so, but they go around the corners, and, and there's some climbing up, some going down the different chutes that are in here, and there's definitely plenty of them, and it sounds like they're on the lookout for you guys, most likely. And it's, uh, um, he says, um, uh, the master says, once we have them, we should capture the, the, the monk, too, and, and kill him. Mm. The others are of no consequence. The emperor has the druid, and and the other one, that magic user, they are useless to us. We only need the monk and the ones who escaped. Ah, uh, can you make us all invisible? 
No. Negative. <gasps> I can crispy them. What does though. it take to end an effect? It depends on who started it and how they decide it ends. If it's a spell, the person who cast it can just drop it. But By if effect, it's something I mean like the thing like that you have, stunned. Uh, we're going to say that went away with the night of sleep. Okay. You're so no longer you're stunned. No longer you get stunned. your full Woo-hoo! plus three. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, do we think, should we be trying to pick these guys off or should we be trying to get by them and keep moving towards the heart? I don't want anybody sneaking up behind me. Ten demons is a lot of demons. Well, this is a cavern, right? This, you are these in are a maze whole, of tunnels. This is, these it, are tunnels. A large enough fireball with some wind behind it would clear that tunnel. You guys did something similar to that oh in the no, temple, the if cleaners. I remember right. Sucked all the oxygen out of the air. That too. But hey, it Drop. worked, right? Um, and they, they continue talking. Um, uh, the, they're, they're talking about how they can't wait to get back in power again. And how once, um, once their master defeats the emperor, he will have his power back. The emperor must not be allowed to claim it himself. So these are baddies. There's no real kind of advantage mechanism here, is there? Like if I'm invisible and I want to come up and wail on someone from behind? You just deal damage. If they're not aware of you, you don't roll to attack. You just ah. deal damage. But the second you do that, your invisibility drops. Right. Yeah. And then you've just done 10 damage to one guy, and you're standing in the and middle of all of them. And you're in the middle of all of, right, of exactly. them. Yeah. So why don't you come back? I'll tend to fireball. Ogie. Let's pipe or, cleaner this. Does Calamity have just, any ideas? Yeah, I think we should just head straight to the, the heart. Oh, We've got to go, go, we, go past them. As a note, um, the, the discussions that you hear, Calamity, they're all speaking the truth. They're, there's no lies being told here. Okay. But we'd have to go by them. To take the path that Truk has set in his mind, you have to go through this group. Exactly. You could probably find a way around, but that would most that likely would involved an, uh, involve another role of some type. And time that we don't have. You hear above you the, the stamping of the crowds. It seems like there's some kind of chaos going on overhead. Do you think you could um, try your Naga trick again and claim to be the daughter of the demon? She doesn't you need to claim. I am the daughter of the demon. Exactly. <laughs> I like. I love that. All right. I stand back, that. people. Stand back. Get out of my way. Make sure you, you need to demon up a little bit more. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy. She just drops all the facade. I just drop all the facade. <laughs> yeah. All right, Calamte. For once, you've come up with a good idea. <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> right at the you end. Right at the end. Nice. Right, Every so now and then, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> yeah. So you guys. Would stand, I'd ask you guys to stand back. Nestleus drops her facade and just takes on her haughtier, haughtier. Uh, stance, walks up to the, the nearest um, spike demon yeah. and says, Have you found them yet? All right, they, they, so maybe one or two saw you approaching and there was some quizic, uh, quizicality. Quizically. They were, they were quizic. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they were quizzic. They were quizzic. <laughs> they quizzic that. Yeah. They were and as, you, as you announce your, <laughs> um, sorry, your authority, uh, the big guy turns you must to respect you. my authority. The big guy turns to you, and he does not look like he wants to do anything you say. But he's also kind of just standing there, and perhaps if you find a way to convince him of something, uh, what is your next step? 
uppercut. Dominate. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. There it is. There is a clear danger that you are about to be beset on by several quizzic spike demons. Your your touch is a slap. Exactly. Uppercut. Okay, to a spiked demon. Well, there's, there's, Gingerly. So, there's, there's a soft spot a soft underneath spot. The, the jaw, okay. so that's what I go for. Just kind okay. of like an uppercut. Pa! Don't you recognize me? I'm the daughter. <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's get that. Let's uh, go ahead and roll this, the cast a spell for Dominate. Wouldn't you call him like our dark father or something? No, our. Because that makes him just yeah, sound like every other demon. Yeah. Yeah, they are, They're they beneath are his slaves. Me. He, they call him master. That's it. Master. Master. Seven plus three. Okay, master so you've got, you've got... Because I'm dominate. not stunned anymore, right? That is correct. The, the overnight sleep got that out of the way. Woo! Uh, and dominate... Good call there, Alyssa. ...allows you to get one D4 hold. So go ahead and roll a D4, and let's see how many hold you get for the spell. As soon as I find a D4, I, uh, okay. I'll roll the metal one. Oh, snap. Two. Two. So you have two holds. So you're able to do um, those three things. Or, I'm sorry, four things. Uh, but pick two of them, and you start with one, of course. Um, truth. Now, you kind of, like with the Naga, you use speak a few words of your choice in order to get them to, to acknowledge you. Remember, you got the yeah. Naga to acknowledge you as the, the ruler. I'm trying to decide between that. Okay. I tell, yeah, so I'm... To the spike demon I'm in front of, I make him turn around to the, the rest of them and say... The boss, yeah. And make him turn around to the rest of them and say, the daughter of our Lord has arrived, or something to that effect. Okay. And that happens. So he turns around, and, and so there's this glimmer of recognition as he looks at you again, sees who you are in your, in your current form, in your uh, demonic form, as it were. And... He does that. He turns around and he addresses the rest and he says, um, as the master has, de- has decreed, she has arrived. She is here for us now. That's right. And what's next? Uh, finish that. <laughs> yeah, you, you tell the demons, finish that. Finish that. Finish them. The path behind me is clear. Go forward and clear, clear my way. I want these stragglers found before my father arrives. Yeah. Kind of sending them away. Okay. Um, what I'll say is you're going to use your second hold to get that done, and really you're going to use him to order the other guys around, right? And tell okay. them to go away. Then that happens. You got it. Um, at, at this point, the, the demon horde starts marching in front of you. What? What, am I what are you pressing up for? Oh, that's mine? Oh, my bad. Okay. Uh, we're trying to figure out a uh, couple of situations at the table. Um, yeah, so they start marching in front of you, but they do span out because they're still searching as far as what you've told them. And what are you guys doing? I got rid of the spikies for you. Mostly. They're still in front of you. They're no, not they're completely okay. splitting up. There's some that are still following the same path, but they're in front of you. Now what? Kurt, uh, your microphone is not on. <laughs> he would know that if he had headphones. He would. Are we sure we shouldn't just supercharge fireball them from behind now that they're all in front of us? There are some in front of you. There's, they split up. They're searching for somebody. They're split up into searching parties. There is one party in front of you, including the boss of the demons. 
the biggest spike demon because that's always the boss when it comes to demons. And you got him under control. We should probably just. Are, are we following them? Is that what we're doing? If you're continuing on the path that Truk knows, then there are some of them in front of you. And I'm invisible still. You For haven't now. attacked anything. Yeah, yet. you haven't attacked anything, and I haven't dropped. Well, no. I would have had to drop the spell. Yeah, to, oh, because you cast a spell. Yes, uh, you are not. So you're not invisible. You are very visible. Uh huh. So, so I need to stay out of sight. You do need to stay out of sight. I'm gonna hide behind you. I think everybody needs to be behind her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're if you're going to keep up this new facade. Which really isn't a facade, but more along the lines of telling them what to do. You really are the daughter of the demon. but You really are. That's not even a lie. Right. <laughs> but, it, but to be able to order them around, you've never done this before. It took the spell to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you're, you're following them deeper into, the, into the, the maze of catacombs and tunnels that lead towards the heart. And at one point, Calamity, you recognize one of these paths that branches off is the path that you took in last time when you were here, when you were here with Cassilly. Oh, wow. And so it branches right into the spot that you, get, you are walking in, and you can see up ahead of you, not far in the distance, that room where the stone snake is, and right at that doorway entrance where the demons are headed in front of you, you behind them, you can see what is just a the barest resemblance to Cassily and Naga form standing at that entrance and she casts a lightning bolt straight at the demons and that's where we're going to end this episode oh. of Adventures Shed. thank you <laughs> thank you Brittany <laughs> <laughs> so she just yeah. toasted the demons that were in front of us she has cast a lightning bolt at them as we end the episode whether or not they're toast that remains to be demand. Yeah. Dun dun dun. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, Goodbye. We'll say down. Bye. Yes. Touchdown. After the spectacle in the bazaar where Nassan is slain by the Emperor, Nessalus, Calamte, Truk, and Elena flee to the safety of the catacombs under Amarash. Truk helps lead them towards the heart of the caverns to find Cassily awaits. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. <laughs>